For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Panthers running back, great Jonathan Stewart and Sports Illustrated Scholar Callahan. You can uh, follow all of us on Twitter. We'll give our Twitter handles and everything a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Guys, we are here. Week one has arrived in the NFL. We've got games all over the place starting Thursday night. Of course, our beloved Panthers playing Sunday at the Vault Bank of America Stadium, 1 p.m., welcoming in our new starting quarterback, Baker Mayfield's old team, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, That game, if I'm not mistaken, is on Fox. I'll double-check that before we get off of here. Um, So we got that coming up. We're going to preview that matchup there. In this episode, we're also going to do our wild Carolina Panther predictions. We did our wild NFL predictions last week. Uh, Actually got some feedback from some members of the Believe team on some of the stuff that we had mentioned out there. So we'll address that as well. And uh, fact or fiction, there's a number of different storylines going on across the NFL. We'll touch on some of those. Skyler and and Stu will give you their opinion on whether or not uh, the stuff I pulled out will be fact by the end of the season or will be fiction by the end of the season. Before we get into all that, of course, we got to get a word in from our sponsors over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use the promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts and where we start Today on this special edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast, before actually before we even get into that, I should uh, programming note, starting next week, you'll start getting two of these each week, one towards the beginning of the week where the three of us will recap the previous game. So we'll recap Panthers versus Browns. And then towards the end of the week, you'll get a preview of the upcoming game that weekend. So more content for everybody, Carolina Panther fans, fans of the Believe uh, podcast network. We welcome everyone on board. Um I wanted to do, I was eating lunch and I wanted to do fact or fiction. We've done this, me and Skylar have done this a couple of times before where I'll go and pull a couple of different things that have been like the topic of talking heads all over in this long off season. And we're just going to knock them all out, you know, as much as we can. And I'm going to, what I'm going to do, I'm going to set the mood. I'm going to pull a little music on and we're going to answer them. 
little okay. music in the back. Okay. So, Stu, I'm gonna start off with you. Fact or fiction? Tom Brady will play the entire 2022 NFL season. Facts. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like more's coming out about this whole Tom Brady. I don't want to get in my man's business, you know, with his marriage or whatever, but it feels like after time, that's going to wear him down. It feels like he looks like he's worn down now. Like, I don't see him. I don't see Tom Brady's legacy being to where, oh, I'm not playing the rest of the season or I'm missing this game because of my marriage issues. Yeah. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I'm hoping that too much, there's just too much that has happened in right, his, in his greatness of legacy. So I'm beat down is way too happy. Um, but yeah, the uh, I mean, I'm hoping it results in a bad up and down season for Tampa Bay. Like, I don't want to wish, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to wish like bad things on Tom Brady's family or whatever. But if it means Tampa Bay going seven and ten or whatever, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm for, it. for it. Yeah, I'm all for <laughs> it, man. Listen. Listen. Uh, now that we're talking that way, you yeah. know, don't want to wish harm on nobody. You want their marriage to flourish. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, for their kids and their well-being. But yeah. you know, if your wife says stay home, just stay home. I mean, <laughs> the, the thing, we talked about this the other day. I don't understand. The dude signed a three hundred million dollar broadcast deal before he decided to come back. Like he he's gonna make more money on his broadcast deal than he's had on any contract he had playing. Like you already no, have seven rings. I, this I don't, ain't I don't about know. the money. This, none of this is about the money for him. Yeah, I think you he know. wants to ride off in the sunset, like like John Elway style, with yeah. with with a crowd. Because when he won it in 2020, yeah, it was in Tampa. It was a home Super Bowl, but there was no fans. There, I mean, we were yeah. in little COVID, so I think that's the reason why he's still playing. If he could have did that in front of a crowd, he probably yeah. was in. I think so. That's a good point. That's a good point. Let's let's see. Tom kind of likes the position. You can tell he likes the position of where he is. The basically the goat. That's pretty much what everybody's calling him at this point. He he's well aware of it. So um, yeah. we'll we'll see how it goes from there. Skyler Callahan, fact or fiction? The two Super Bowl participants last year, the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals, neither the Rams or the Bengals will return to the Super Bowl this year. Fact or fiction? Fact. I, I, I don't buy into the Rams getting back. Um, in, in fact, I think the Bengals probably have a better chance, and that's that's saying a lot considering how tough the AFC is. But I just think the Rams, like it was kind of – I wouldn't say it was a fluke, but Matthew Stafford needs a lot of help and needs a lot of things to go right. He's a good quarterback, but I think he needs a lot to go right. And I don't even think they're the best team in that division this year. I think mm-hmm. San Francisco – Regardless of who's quarterback, that team is built to win now. So I, I would have to say, yeah, that neither team's getting back. I, you know, I, I agree. I think I think that's fact. Uh, usually, if you look back, Super Bowl participants usually one one of the two teams kind of falls uh, uh, the Super Bowl hangover or whatever they want to call it. Um, that typically happens. Usually, don't see both teams fall like that. But in this situation, I agree. I think. Uh, I'm not sure if the Rams are the best team in the NFC West. I, I agree. I think San Francisco is pretty stacked in terms of what they have. And uh, depending on how Trey Lance plays, I thought it was really cool that Jimmy G decided to stay and back up Trey Lance because now you basically have two starters in case something happens to Trey or, you know, he's just not playing well. You already know what you're getting from Jimmy G. So 
I, I think it was a good move for them. Plus, it, it felt like nobody really wanted Jimmy G or didn't want to pay for Jimmy G. So, kind of. I think out. I think that was the like a lot of people ain't gonna pay for him. I think that's what made his decision to stay a lot better. Yeah, it made it a lot easier probably for him yeah. too. Uh, I think he was owed like eighteen million. Just same deal, as Sam Darnold. So, uh, kind of the same situation. Uh, Stu was staying in the AFC. Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin will have his first sub-500 season this year. Sure. Actor fiction. I hate to say it, man, but fact. Mm. Fact. Um, they Who's just the named their starter, Trubisky. Um, I'm not a believer in him. Mm. Um, I'm sure he's a great guy. But <laughs> you know, when I see him, when I look at his profile picture, you know, just based <laughs> off of that, I don't believe him. I don't believe him to be a leader. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You, trust, you don't trust him yeah. on his profile picture. Yeah, just off the profile picture, man. Um, and then, you know, just given the – I mean, they got an uphill battle, even on the, the Steelers secondary right now. I don't really know what's going on there in that department. Um, you know, the brightest spot, obviously, is the running back position, and I feel like he has – you know, a foot issue coming out of uh, training camp. Um, I don't know, man. It's a tough division. Yeah, too. Tough division. Like left on that dude's profile. But. <laughs> <laughs> White left. Yep. I mean, you got, you got the Bengals who just went to the Super Bowl. You got the Baltimore Ravens who I think is a sneaky pick in the AFC. People forget half yeah. the team was on IR last year and they still. Oh, yeah. You know, they're still out there playing. Yeah, well I mean, coached here. Mm-hmm. Lamar's there's a, cult, there's a whole there's a whole culture mindset in in that division. Yeah, you know, and and Pittsburgh's one of those teams where you, you expect them to come out and, and play football. And I think this year might be the first year that Mike Tomlin is going to have a bunch of bums on his team. It's amazing that he's had he, that he's had. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that he's had this long of a stretch without. Uh, a sub 500 year. I mean, usually in the NFL, it's almost unheard of to do something like this and for him to come in and do this in Pittsburgh. Plus, we've talked about the Cleveland Browns in terms of, you know, them not having Baker Mayfield anymore, but we haven't really touched on the fact that they might have the most talent on paper and the whole roster than the other three teams in that division. So, I mean, that's a wide open division. I could see Pittsburgh uh, not finishing over uh, 500. Then again, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do. I mean, yeah. just you know, just pulling it together. Like, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he figures out a way to do this. Uh, shout out to Kenny Pickett. I'm hoping that he's going to get a chance to show yeah, what that's, he can do. That would be the reason why they win games, is if they, at some point in the first four games, figure out that Trubisky ain't got it. And, you know. It's going to happen sooner than later, I think. I think you nailed that because I'm a uh, I'm a Carolina fan, and uh, – I would agree that I don't trust Trubisky either. So um, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see uh, how they do there. Uh, Factor fiction, Skyler, this will be Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers last season. Factor fiction. Fiction. Um, he, he signed that long extension. I don't know that he's going to play all the way through it, but I think he's going to get at least two more years, maybe three. And to be honest with you, I don't know that this is a – a bold prediction, or maybe this isn't the right time to talk about it, but I, I don't think the Packers win that division either. So I think he's going to sneak in as a wild card and 
he's going to be ticked about it. So I, I don't think that he would want to go out not winning that division, especially how much he talks about owning everybody in that division. So, yeah. Skyler, why why is it so hard for him to win playoff games? Keep playing San Francisco. <laughs> Every time you see the 49ers, don't matter if it's home or away. It's just yeah, it's like kryptonite or something for a dude. It's a it's a weird thing, man. Like you would think by now, he he's a guy that's talented enough. He should have at least three rings, like yeah. without yeah. a doubt. And he and Peyton Manning are kind of in the same, like were in the same situation. Like Peyton would have all these unbelievable regular seasons, get to the playoffs, and they just couldn't get there. And I think it's kind of the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Like he's just for whatever reason he just can't get over the hump. And it's it's not like he plays well and, and his team just doesn't help him out. Like he hasn't played well in some of these playoff games. Yes. Yeah. That's been the shocking thing when you see, especially like last year, them losing to 49ers at Lambeau in January, like in the playoffs. It was just like the Packers were the one seed, weren't they last year? I'm not, yeah, they were the ones yeah. that to the playoffs, and they lost that opening uh, divisional round game to the 49ers. Um, yeah, that, I think because of that, the Packers haven't been to the Super Bowl since 2010. I mean, it's been 12 years. So, like, I, I think I've always – I picked the Packers to win games, but then in the playoffs, I never pick them to get to the Super Bowl. It just feels like they're always missing something that year once they get to the playoffs, whether it's a running game or – Whatever the offensive line is banged up, there's always something with the Packers when they get to the playoffs. So, uh, I, I, okay, so he, this is not going to be Aaron Rodgers last year. Um, Factor Fiction, Stu, AFC West will have three teams in the playoffs. Factor Fiction. So we're talking Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I, I think Raiders, facts. I say facts. Who think- would you say those three would be? I would say the Raiders, um, just from the standpoint alone, I feel like they have a new brand home that they have, you know, become accustomed to. Um, a lot of money in that in that team. Uh, I think Carr is going to break out that season. What year was that? Two thousand, what seventeen? Maybe two thousand sixteen when he was going crazy. Oh yeah, uh, being able yeah. to have Devontae Adams back there, you know, his passing buddy, um, you know, I think that chemistry is going to do wonders for that team. Um, and then obviously you have Henfro um, out there being, you know, very, uh, you know, reliant. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I just I just feel like you know, just the Raiders alone. Uh, gives gives that whole um, opportunity a fact. The the Raiders seem to be like the 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 darling pick of the media. I see a lot of talking that's kind of picking the Raiders, and I see a lot of people kind of dumping on the Chiefs. And I'm just kind of like the Chiefs haven't really given us reason to believe they they can't keep winning yet. Uh, although yeah. I do believe in four year windows in the NFL, and they're creeping towards the end of that fourth year right now. Uh, that's a loaded division. Like I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure out who would go. Denver just gave uh, Russell Wilson, you know, almost a quarter of a billion dollars to stay for. Yeah, <laughs> They're not going to be good next year, though. Yeah, I, I'm looking at them, and I'm just like compared to like like the Chargers look like they might be able to do something right now. I like uh, the Chargers. Yeah. See, if you look at that quarterback profile, looks like a winner. Hmm. 
I mean, <laughs> if they can get off to a good start, I think that uh, they'll be pretty good. They barely missed the playoffs last year. So, uh, Justin Herbert, yeah. keep an eye on him and the Chargers. Um, Skyler, the New England Patriots oh. will win 10 games this year. Fact or fiction? Oh, I'm going to go fiction. And I think a lot of it has to do with the Jets being better, which no one believes, but I promise you they're going to be a much better team. Yeah, I don't believe I that. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I got what's the same record. So, Skyler, what's the Jets record going to be this year? Yeah. Oh, man, now you put me on the spot. I mean, because better could be like five and – I'll say, whatever I'll say a very competitive six and 11. Hmm. So it's I mean, that, that's how that's how bad the Jets are. Yeah, <laughs> <that's better. laughs> when he said that they were going to be better, <laughs> that's how much better they're going to be. A losing team still. <laughs> losing but respectable. Losing but respectable. I need a horn. I need a horn for something like that. Where it's just like a They'll be this close to, to eight and nine. I think they'll lose a couple close games. Okay. They'll they'll be much better. The Dolphins are going to be better just because that offense is going to make Tua look good, and um, he's not going to have to show out and show his arm strength or anything. They're going to be able to rely on a lot of dinks and dunks and misdirections. So um, I just think that division is going to be really tough, and I don't – I I, I believe – in the sophomore slump coming from Mac Jones. I really do. Mm. I don't always believe in it, but for Mac Jones, it's going to happen. The offensive line is going to be a little shaky. I don't think they have the pieces around him offensively to get to 10 wins. I, I would, I wouldn't be shocked if they go seven and 10. Who are the skill position players? I can't name two skill position players on offense for the Patriots. Like who's there? Well, James White just retired. So there's that. Um, Who's the they They just traded for Devontae Parker in the offseason, so that's that's one guy. But... Who's their running back? Ty Johnson? Or I don't even know. See, that's oh, no, Brees Hall. Brees, Brees, Brees Hall. No, Bre- uh, Brees is with the Jets. Um, I don't even know who's on this team. What are you talking about? The Steelers? Nah, Patriots. Like, who's the field position for? Yeah. Dang, I don't know nothing about the Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Uh, I don't know if anybody does. That's why I'm like, who's the running back for the Patriots? Who's the starting running back for the New England Patriots? Is it going to be a recipe of them being really good then? (laughs) No, no, no. Damian Harris from Andre Stevenson and Ty Montgomery. Damian Damian Harris went to Alabama, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's one of those guys that came after. Kendrick the same mold as uh, uh, Derrick Henry. Well, nobody's in the same mold as Derrick Henry, but, you know, that train of running backs that kept coming out of Alabama, getting drafted first round, he was one of those dudes. Uh, don't know who they have at wide receiver. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne from the, the Niners. They traded for him from, like, last year they did that. See, yeah. none of those dudes kind of make me, like, like go, oh, okay, yeah, they're putting something together. It feels like they're just filling in spots, like, Who's the offensive coordinator? They never named the offensive coordinator, did they? I don't think Belichick so. Belichick is. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no offensive coordinator. Don't you ask those questions, Desmond. <laughs> don't you ask those it's questions. Like, all, we're doing, all we're doing is jinxing it into the Patriots having a 14-3 and three season and, and winning every game by three points. And I'm just, Imagine what that would do if they <laughs> – you know what can really happen. Good. 
You if know what could happen. We've seen it before. Fourteen and three. <laughs> Mac Jones at quarterback and Mac Jones at quarterback. They scoring fourteen points a game. Yeah, under by the ten. Mac Jones finished the year with twenty two hundred yards passing, eighteen touchdowns. Hey, if he does that, then they need to put a statue up of that dude like today and put it up at Foxborough at the front of the thing, like Thomas Davis or not Thomas Davis, like yeah. uh, Sam Mills. Have Sam it up at the Mills. front gate and yeah. and yeah, and just Bill Belichick and then retire. Bill just Belichick retire. Just walk away, <laughs> walk away. Then every and then every team should do a readjustment about their depth chart and yeah. who they're playing. <laughs> like, what are we doing? That. Belichick just <laughs> went fourteen and three with a bunch of six round draft picks. What are we doing in here? <laughs> Um, <laughs> who, uh, that was Skylar's. Okay, so Stu, Panther one. Head coach Matt Rule will not be on the hot seat at the end of the season. Fact or fiction? Fact. I mean, I think this is a year, man, where at the end of the day, if people are, you know, gonna, you know, name that hot seat topic week in and week out, mm-hmm. and he knows that. So he ain't got nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? I think at the end of the day, like, this is a win-win opportunity for him. Got your QB. You got your health and your running back. You got your receiver talent. Um, I mean, the only thing that's going to hurt us is, I think at this point, is is, is our defense. You know, we just got to make sure we can go in the game, stop the run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our linebacker core I feel like might be the question mark for us. Um, you know, Shaq Thompson obviously is no question mark, but I think we got two guys that, you know, need to really uh, come to play. I mean, especially given, you know, the Panthers history at that position, you know, you've got a lot, got a lot to live up to. Um, I think, have you, have you, has anybody been watching Hard Knocks? Any of I've, I've, I've I've seen some clips. There's a um, it's on the Detroit Lions, and I normally I would I could care less about the Detroit Lions, but I, there was nothing to watch one night, and I was like, you know what? Let me just check it out. First of all, I love head coach Dan Campbell. Like he, mm-hmm. I just I love him. I don't know why he makes me want to root for the Detroit Lions. But yeah. there's a guy that's uh, I think it was like a fifth round, sixth round pick, the linebacker. Uh, his name's like Rodrigo or something like that. And every time they show him, it's just him like running into somebody, like hitting somebody hard. Like he's going to probably start as a rookie, as a six, as a six round draft choice. He reminds me of Frankie Louvu. That's why I brought all this up. The dude that's been with the Panthers now for the past, yeah, what two years, Skyler? Because he came on last year. Uh, I don't even think he was drafted. I think he was an undrafted free agent or something that we brought in, and he just kind of stuck around. And it feels like he's, he's always around the ball. Like he's always in the middle of it with a hit or something and it's made him stick. And I'm hoping that he can uh, really help with Shaq. Cause people forget they, they last year at the beginning. Yeah. We went three and oh, McCaffrey was doing his thing. Darnold looked okay. But honestly, the biggest story was Shaq Thompson looked like superhuman. The first yeah, he was three or out year. there. Yeah. He was everywhere. And then he got yeah. hurt and it never, he never got it back to there. But I remember that first month, yeah. Shaq was doing a Luke Keekley impression out there. He was all over the place. So yeah, Shaq's a player, man. He's a smart player. He's got great instincts. And where he's gotten, you know, obviously time and, and experience. You know, you just as a player, you get com- you get your confidence, you know, especially, you know, T D, Luke, once they, you know, left, 
that was an opportunity for him to step into a full role of being the leader and to really form who he is personality wise um, as a, as a player, you know, for this team. And I think, you know, having him being healthy, um, you know, like you said, Frankie Louvu, mm-hmm. you know, this is a chance for him, you know, to, to make a statement. Yeah. You want a job. Now let's go show the world why you want it. Yeah. So. No, I agree. And they're giving him the opportunity to do that. So, yeah. um, We'll we'll see if Matt Rule. I, we we've never really thought he was on a hot seat just based off of his comments and demeanor. David yeah. Tepper's comments. He signed a seven year deal. Like you can't be yeah. on a hot seat after but a year. You know, three, you know the you fan know. base. Like once once things start hitting Rockies, they're gonna start naming some stuff and saying stuff. But I think at the end of the day, I think we got we got what it takes. Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling pretty good. We'll get to the Panther wild pack of predictions here in just a bit. Um, Skyler, fact or fiction, Cam Newton has played his final NFL game. Fact or fiction? In a way, I hope it's not the case, but in a way, I kind of hope so, just because I don't know if we're ever going to get the best version of Cam at this point. And I don't want him to go down – as some of these other quarterbacks have and like Eli Manning, I know they're completely different quarterbacks. Perfect example is Eli Manning. He's a guy that probably retired two to three years after he probably should have. Mm. And everybody remembers Eli for those last two to three years. Right. No one remembers the two. I mean, they remember the two Super Bowls, but they, they think of his career as declining as he got older and, you know, eventually retired. I, I don't want Cam to have that same lasting memory. Now, it would be cool because right now if he were to retire, I mean, yeah, his, his lasting memory is he's lost, what, his last 14 or 15 starts. So maybe maybe I do want him to get at that chance to get on a team that can be on a Super Bowl contender and maybe he can be a, a goal line package type of guy or something and gets a ring and goes out on top. Maybe that's what should happen. But um, – as far as what will happen, yeah, I think that that's probably his last his last game. Um, I think he's done. I just don't I, I think we would have seen somebody jump at it already. Um, I was I was kind of hoping for a um the the player I've always compared Cam to the most is Randall Cunningham. And I, I always hope that he'd have a Randall Cunningham ending where uh like almost a second shot at it like the way Cunningham had with the Vikings where he just basically got parachuted into a perfect situation you got Randy Moss and Chris Carter on the outside you got uh, Robert Johnson in the backfield behind you you got an offensive line the defense is good like literally they were quarterback away and Randall gave them the intangibles they didn't have with uh, I think it was Brad Turner or somebody before him but literally he was able to just get in there and rejuvenate his career and I always hope that Cam will get that situation but looking around the NFL landscape, I don't really see a situation like that for him. And that might be what he's looking at too. And it might be better to just kind of casually fade away off into the distance. And, you know, I will say where we are potentially a Baker Mayfield injury away from cam coming back again. Oh Lord. (laughs) I I don't know if they would do that two times. Like I honestly, I think back to Matt rules, facial expressions last year when cam came back, I don't think he was on board with this. I think that was a David Tepper decision. Like, the the day they signed him and the news broke on Twitter, 
the picture that was out there wasn't Matt Rule and Cam Newton. It was a picture of David Tepper and Cam Newton in front of David Tepper's house, like shaking hands or whatever. I think Tepper was like, like, I got to sell tickets, something. Let's let's find somebody who's out there. Oh, Cam Newton's out there. Let's bring him in for the next six games. I mean, that's to me, I feel like that was kind of the reasoning for it. But then you saw what Rule did. He just kind of phased him out of the offense by the end of the year. So I don't think Cam would want to come back at this point for because of what happened last year. But stranger things have happened. So we'll. We will see. Um, Stu, Factor Fiction, the Chiefs' Super Bowl window has closed. Factor Fiction. For how long? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could do like, because uh, like the Patriots had like a four year window at the beginning, and then they went like a decade before yeah. they got the second window. Pat Mahomes is going to be there for, I mean, they owe the man four. I feel like, I feel, I feel like what happened last, what people saw last year is, we took away Patrick Mahomes' security blanket, right? Which is, I'm going to just throw it deep when I get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so what people said, nah, we'll die by Kelsey getting the ball. Um, and so, which some teams did die <laughs> um, <laughs> by that. And so I think, you know, I won't say, I, I would say that's fiction. Because I think that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is obviously a talent that, you know, we get the chance to to see that no one has seen in the in, in the past or whatnot. And I think that if he can fine-tune, you know, his development and progression, like going through the progression and, and just, you know, being fundamentally sound there. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of guys like him, you know, if there's a one-two progression that you're supposed to dial in on, um, but you feel like you can, you know, fit a pass in, you know, in deep posts when you're not supposed to, but because you have the arm talent to do so, you do it. I think that window of opportunity is getting slim. So I think teams are getting smarter. They're playing, you know, a different ball now. And if he can, you know, develop the patience um, to go through his progressions, I think they will be right back at it. The um, I, I was I was late to the Pat Mahomes party. Like I didn't believe that he was doing <laughs> some stuff. He was doing. Like <laughs> yeah. my mind refused to like wrap around. Oh, this dude's doing behind the back passes or whatever in, in a pro game, like on a Sunday. Like, what in the world is going on? It's all flash. It's all flash. The Super Bowl he won, I was like, okay, I, I understand. He, he's he's legit. Yeah. But that Super Bowl that he lost, uh, yeah. where Tampa was just like in his pocket, like the whole night, kind of yeah. showed me some things. Uh, there's some limitations to Pat Mahomes. Um, although, I got to admit, there was some throws in that game where he was still hitting dudes right in the numbers, and they were just dropping them. Oh, yeah, just <laughs> dropping them, yeah. Like, running, throwing parallel to the ground as, like, two defenders are trying to tackle him, and he's still hitting dudes in the chest. So, Pat Holmes, yeah. man, he, he's legit. He's legit. Um, yeah. Let me – let's – let's okay, so let's move on. Um, Panthers-Browns, 1 o'clock uh, p.m. this Sunday, opening week for both teams. Uh, opening home game for the Carolina Panthers. What I wanted to do, because at this point, everybody's 0-0. Everybody all has Super Bowl aspirations. Everyone's all got an idea. But none of us have truly seen the starters, the ones playing against each other yet. So it's kind of hard to really 
predict like, you know, what, what's going to happen. But what I wanted to do was have everybody pick a player. You're going to keep your eye on uh, week one uh, in terms of who's the player you want to see the most uh, after everything that's happened in the off season, all the transactions, the draft, free agency, everything else, Baker coming in. Um, who's the player that you're looking forward to seeing the most this Sunday? Um, and it could be Panthers or Browns. Uh, Stu, let's start with you. Who's the player in your mind, first top of mind, that you're ready to, to kind of see how they're going to be week one? Um, can I give two players? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, both of these players are on defense. And it's Brian Burns and Shaq Thompson. Mm. Um, you know, what I would like to see from Shaq is just him, you know, doing what he does best, which is what we saw him in the beginning of the season doing, which is flying to the ball, being everywhere. If I see that, that means, you know, the defensive coordinator, the the whole schematics and everything that they're doing is letting Shaq be Shaq. And that's what I want to see. I want to see um, him be free um, and play free. Brian Burns, we know he's going to pass rush. We know he's going to get up the field. But what we need for Brian Burns is to um, to show his presence in the running game. Um, we need we in order for us to win this game, we're going to have to stop the run. So um, those two guys to me can lead that. So, Skyler, who's the one player that you're looking for uh, on Sunday that you're, that you're interested in? And you've been like at the training camps, you've gone to all this stuff. So you've got a chance to see some guys that many people in the mainstream may not even know about. Who Who's out there that you're looking at to, to hope make an impression uh, on Sunday against the Browns? I'm going to do what Jay Stu did, too. I'm going to have two players. Um, <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I really have, like, four in my mind. But um, I'm going to go with Ike Aquani first because this is a huge challenge for him. I mean, he's got arguably one of the best pass rushers, if not the best pass rusher in the NFL for your first game in Miles Garrett. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL to Ike. Um Good luck, buddy. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to be able to do to, to help him. I mean, I know they can do some different things. They can slide protection certain ways and um, give him some tight end help, fullback help. But like Matt Rule said, they're not going to be able to help him all game. Like, it's just impossible. He's going to have to be one-on-one on an island with him on a major- on the majority of the snaps. So, so he's got to be prayed up, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we, better, we better see – uh, the good, well, the good thing is he's been practicing with Brian Burns, like uh, you know, a lot apparently. So he, it's not like he's been really, up against somebody lesser than you know. That is true, but I think they're they're two different style pass rushers, and yeah. I think yeah. Burns is more of the the athletic, twitchy guy that can beat you kind of with his finesse, where Garrett can do that and just straight out muscle you. And yeah. I think that's the thing that, you know, and plus Miles Garrett too, he's – I'm not saying Brian Burns doesn't have this because he does. He's obviously had a lot of success doing it. But Miles Garrett has so many ways of beating you that I think for even a veteran offensive tackle, you're sitting here thinking, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I thought I just, you know, figured out all of his dang moves and then he, he's going to bust out another one. I think the biggest thing for Icky is just letting a bad play go. 
You can't let this get the two, three, four bad plays, get it in your head. Now you're having pre-snap penalties with false starts and all that stuff. He's just got to play within himself. So Icky is, would be my first one. My second one, oh man, I had three other guys in my head. So I want to, I'll, I'll narrow it down to, I'll, I'll just, I'll just talk about him. Baker. All right. Um, I was going to talk about Christian or JC Horn, but I'll go Baker. How how much does this game get into his head? Because we can sit here and talk about, oh, it's just another game. He can sit there and say that all he wants. But we all know it's it's more than just a, a week one game or it's just oh, another yeah. game. And I expect feisty Baker Mayfield. Like, we haven't really seen feisty Baker yet. I kind of expect to see that on Sunday. But here's the thing. It's not just the feistiness, like, after the play and all that stuff. It's, it's also during the play, like, is he going to start doing stuff out of the norm to try and impress or put up big numbers? Is he going to try and take shots downfield where he probably doesn't have a guy open, but what the hell, we're going to take a chance anyway? Or is he going to be smart and just let things come to him and not try to press? That's the biggest thing, I think, for him that he's got to, to kind yeah. of keep. Yeah, if he can keep his composure and just trust what he's learned in the offense, he's got weapons around him. He's got – I wouldn't say it's a better offensive line than what he had in Cleveland. Uh, a lot of people consider the Cleveland offensive line the best offensive line in football. So he's coming from that. But, I mean, it's not like our line is the same line that we trotted out there last year. It, it is markedly improved. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Plus, again, he's going to – one of the guys that I have, I'm glad that neither one of y'all said it because uh, – I have Christian McCaffrey, and since everybody's picking two, I'm going to throw J.C. Horn in there, too. Uh, McCaffrey, of course, we have not seen this guy really play in two seasons. Uh, I feel like it's kind of unfair to rate Matt Rule's job as a head coach when he has not had his biggest weapon in his bag available to him for the majority of the time he's been here. Uh, I think uh, he's only played 10 games total in the past two years which can be a gift and a curse. I'm hoping it's a gift, meaning that he's refreshed and feels you know, great. And by all accounts, he said so, Matt Rule said so. He said he's in the best shape of his life. So uh, I know he spoke to Marshall Falk uh, earlier on in the offseason to get some tips on what to do. Uh, it looks like he's kind of toned back from the whole you know, Hulk Hogan lifting weights all offseason thing that he was doing where he's showing up to offseason training camp with tree trunk like legs and stuff. Seems like he's backed off that a little bit. Uh, I think Marshall Falk talked to him a little bit about flexibility being the key and that kind of thing as he gets older. If you ever saw Marshall Falk with his shirt off, you wouldn't think he was an NFL player, but he's one of my favorite running backs of all time. Uh, so, and he he's similar. I think McCaffrey reminds me of Marshall Falk more than any other running back that I can think of in my life. So to get advice from him, if they have McCaffrey, this is a completely different outlook for this team. I completely understand the national media basically going – Oh, Panthers, nothing. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that. But they're all assuming Christian McCaffrey's not going to play the whole season. I have yeah. to assume he's going to play the majority of the season. And if he's there and healthy, he's a top three player in the league to me. Yeah. I mean, there's not, uh, there's only one or two running backs that even do what he does. He runs routes better than most wide receivers. Like they paid him like he's a wide receiver slash running back. So he, he's the real deal. If he's out there, it's going to make Baker Mayfield's job easier. It's going to make the wide receivers' job easier. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's far fetched to think that you know the whole thing runs through McCaffrey. So I need to see him and see how he looks, see how he takes some contact, uh, see how fast he springs up. That just the little things. I just need to see him 
because uh, we didn't see him in the preseason. So, that, and then J.C. Horn. We only saw three games of J.C. Horn last year. Uh, first round pick for the Panthers, cornerback. He looked like he had the makings to be a shutdown corner. And if you've got one of those in your defense, you know, like a, a Daryl Revis type player that can just take a whole side of a defense, like the field out, that does wonders for your defense. And this defense was second overall behind the Bills in yards allowed last year. So, I mean, the secondary is the strongest position group to me of this entire team. Uh, they're just, they've got dudes back in the secondary and they added dudes. And with JC coming in, it's almost like getting a second first round pick this year. By all accounts, everybody's saying he's looking good. Him and Dante Jackson at the cornerback positions, that's pretty strong in my eyes in terms of, you know, being able to defend whoever you're going to come across, especially in the NFC South. It's going to be pretty pass happy. So I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey and JC Horn. Uh, Skyler picked Icky and Baker. Stu picked uh, Brian Burns and uh, Shaq Thompson. So we'll see how these guys do on Sunday. Panthers, Browns, 1 p.m. Uh, Sunday. I cannot wait. Uh, before we get out of here, we promise wild Panther predictions for the season, and we'll just do it roundtable style. Um, almost afraid to go last. I'm afraid someone's going to take mine, but I'm going to go last. So we're going to start off with Stu. Uh, we had a week to sit on this. We knew we were going to do this. So I have, we have not discussed our predictions with each other. So I have no idea what these two are going to say in terms of Panther predictions. Stu, hit me with your first one. Uh, Panther, wild Panther prediction for 2022 NFL season. See you in the playoffs. Ooh, woo. I love it. I love it. That's the vein. See you I'm in the playoffs. Okay. So Panthers hitting the playoffs this year. I love it. Uh, Skyler, what you got, man? Uh, Hit me up with one of your Wild Panther predictions. 2022 year. All right. So this is kind of – I kind of already threw this out there a couple of times, I think, maybe on here. I'm not sure. But I'm going J.C. Horn, Defensive Player of the Year oh. in the NFL. I think he leads the NFL in interceptions because everyone's going to look at Dante Jackson and say, nope, we're not trying that way. We're not trying towards C.J. Henderson. They're going to try and pick on J.C., and it's not going to work, and teams are going to take way too long to adjust to it. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like the logic behind I like all that. That's like all that. Yeah, that, that would be nice. Um, I, I've caught some flack from – people already know my first prediction because I did it like a month ago uh, on here, and then we've mentioned it here and there. And uh, the charity strike from Believe, they, they heard this apparently and made a, uh, a video of it. Uh, where basically, basically they're saying the Panthers would not do this, and if they were able to do even just a smaller amount of this, that they would let Jonathan Stewart truck stop one of their or truck stick one of their hosts. Which, of course, we're going to try to set that up. <laughs> we're going to set that up, put it on video. I don't know. If, I don't know if they got to wear pads or what, but we'll, we will figure it out. I think they were joking, but we I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, let, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do yes. that. That'll be fun. Good content. Um, let them pay. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers. Not only will go eleven and six, which is what I predicted. I predicted that before they landed Baker Mayfield. I just had a good feeling they were going to get him. Yeah, eleven and six. Eleven and six wins the NFC South. The Carolina Panthers are going to win the NFC South. Uh, I don't trust what's happening in Tampa. There's no one in front of Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's thinking about his wife behind the center right now. So his mind's all over the place. Atlanta's a dumpster fire. No one's ever trusted Marcus Mariota. Kyle Pitts can't throw it to himself. They don't have a defense, so I'm hey, not worried careful, about be, be careful how you s- s- speak on Marcus's name now. You know, he went to Oregon. I know he went to Oregon. I know. Yeah, I know. We can say other things about him, though. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I don't trust Marcus Marcus to lead this Atlanta team to anything more than a couple wins. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, who am I? Oh, the Saints. The Saints have a dude that's won eight games for his career as a head coach, as the head coach of this team, and everyone's picking them, and I'm just like, why? Like, you're not going to have – uh, well, Alvin Kamara, I think he's going to be suspended if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, right? And he got the service suspension for the beginning of the year. He did something. He did, but I think they pushed it back. They pushed it back, and then the wide receiver, um, he didn't play at all last year. He was their number one receiver. What's uh, Thomas? Uh, and he's still and he's still hurt or something too. Something's going on with him. They lost their left tackle uh, to injury, uh, and I did see he might be back. Um, November or something like that, but he's got to have surgery, so he's gonna be gone first two thirds of the year. Jameis Winston is still your quarterback, like until Jameis proves otherwise. I have to assume if he threw a touchdown, an interception is coming. Like if he, <laughs> if he intercepted, a touchdown is coming. Like I have to assume it goes back and forth, back and forth, no matter what yeah. team he's on. He's kind of like that at Florida State. So I mean, you are what you are. I don't trust any of the other three teams in the NFC South. And I like what Carolina – I think Carolina had the best offseason out of all the other Absolutely. three teams in the NFC South in terms of what they did in the draft and everything else. So Panthers go 11-6 and six and win the NFC South. Let's go one more time around. You got another wild prediction for the Panthers, uh, Stu? You already got them in the playoffs, so. Yeah, I got them in the playoffs. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say – I feel like I see the wheels turning. <laughs> well, I'll say I'll say this: Baker Mayfield. Top five, top five, top five, top five, top five. In this the- is gonna this is gonna be Baker's year. I'm telling you, like, like he got the recipe. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. got Christian McCaffrey. If if you a quarterback that's that's got into this situation that he's in. All you got to do is go through your progressions. If the offensive coordinator calling the wrong play, he calling the wrong play. You go through your progressions. Don't force nothing. Take what the defense is giving you and and make the offensive coordinator think. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. if you go if you go through this season like that, You'll find yourself being a top five quarterback because that's how Tom Brady plays. He goes You're through right. the progressions. Boom. Well, call a different play. <laughs> if you want to, if you want that first that first read to be a first down, you better call something for that to be a first down. Uh, ben you know is a good caller too. Like, yeah, great enough credit. Yeah, he. I mean, he's yeah. one of some of the top. We talked about Eli Manning earlier in this the show. I mean, Eli's best years were with Ben McAdoo. Uh, yeah. And I think it, it'll, Baker's had, I think, three offensive coordinators in the, his first four years uh, yeah. of playing professional football. And I think this is the first stable situation he's been. I mean, he came from Cleveland. Like, this is the most stable he's probably had it. And he's used to learning a playbook pretty much every offseason. So it kind of just slid right in. Just don't turn the ball over. Don't. Yeah. I like the Jake DeLome kind of I'm a squeeze it in there type of mentality he has. But that also bit Jake a lot, <laughs> yeah. especially at the end. So 
Just don't turn it over and let let your skill position players get in the open space and do their thing. But this is a big year for him, man. So I think he knows that he's got to go out there and and make his way for another contract. Um, and he's got the he's got the players around him, healthy. Like you got Christian, you got DJ Robbie Anderson. I feel like he's going to come on board, be that deep threat. Um, and then you know you got other weapons that we just added along just in the past week or so. So mm-hmm. the depth is there for the season for whatever he needs. And, uh, Skylar, you were talking right before we went on the air. We didn't get a chance to mention the uh, the transaction the Panthers had last week, right when we got off, uh, making a deal uh, for the Jaguars wide receiver. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Chenault? Yeah, LaVisca Chenault. <clears throat> uh, what, real quick, can you give us any idea what to expect from him? Because I was kind of surprised they traded for a wide receiver, but it sounds like he can be more of a – uh, kind of the way they were using Curtis Samuel two years ago, kind of like a flanker. It's like almost like a wide receiver slash running back. He might get the handoff. He might go run a, a wheel ride route or something out of the backfield. Sounds like they want to use him kind of like that a little bit. Yeah, very similar. Probably not so much early on. I think they want to minimize what they're throwing at him just because everyone's been saying it all offseason long. Ben McAdoo's offense is, is pretty tough to learn. So they want to get him acclimated as a receiver first. And then probably as the season goes on, as they want to start watching Christian's touches, yeah, he's going to get more involved maybe in, as a running back. Um, but I, that it kind of leads me into my second bold prediction, wild prediction here because I was going to go with something really crazy that would tick the fans off, but I, I don't want to do that. Today. <laughs> oh, come go on. Ahead, make them mad. Make them mad. Give us both of these. Yeah. Give us the one that will tick them off. So, so this is the one that's going to make everybody happy. This is going to be the soundbite right here. Which which cut? I was going to say, if if we go off of Jay Stu's prediction of the Panthers making the playoffs, David Tepper gets excited and gives Matt Rule a two year extension on top oh of all. Ready? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! But I, I don't want to get too wild on here. So, I, what made now, you even think of that one? You just wow! You so just be in butthole for that. He <laughs> <laughs> would get a two year extension. He'd have four years left, wouldn't he? Like at the end of this year, so it would give him another six. Man, you talk about heads exploding. I mean, if we if we out there balling and making moves like that, shoot, hey, ain't no telling. Yeah, Go I ahead, mean, give him the bag. Tepper seems. Front porch. Tepper I'll deliver. Like I'll deliver the bag. Tepper, I'll deliver the bag if we get to the playoffs I mean, and we popping off like that. I mean, like I've always told people, ever since he bought the franchise, I'm like, look, billionaires don't happen overnight. Billionaires build this over time. They have infinite patience. They are not people that make quick decisions. Like they think this out. So Tepper, Tepper probably would be the one that would do something like that you know say matt rule leads him to the nfc championship game or something he's, he's like hey here's another two years i'm gonna throw that on there with an extra you know 40 million in the back end or what i could actually see that happening so i don't know how wild that is but uh yeah you just made a lot of panther fans angry. <laughs> well maybe that maybe not even angry more just kind of like confusion like what could that happen <laughs> like smoke coming out of the like, <laughs> what? um wow but I, my more realistic wild prediction is that Terrace Marshall gets traded before the trade deadline mm. because of LaVisca Chanel coming on. Shai Smith is going to be more productive. Um, I think they really like Rashard Higgins a lot. DJ, Lord knows what the heck they're going to get out of Robbie Anderson, but 
I, I just think Terrace is kind of that odd man out. So, yeah, I think Terrace gets traded. Yeah, it feels like Terrace got uh, drafted because of Joe Brady. Uh, and Joe Brady's no longer here. So, uh, and his Matt, name did get mentioned in trade talks last mm-hmm. week. I'll just say that. Matt Rule has mentioned he Matt Rule's done the whole coach we need to see him play type thing to the media a couple times, which made me raise my eyebrows because if he's getting mentioned like that, that means that they're already talking. Okay, what are we going to do with Terrace Marshall because he's not on the field, he's not playing. We got these other guys that are fighting for roster spots. He didn't really play much of the end of the year last year. How much do we really need this guy? We got him for Joe to begin with. Joe's not even here. I, I agree. He could be now. He what was he a second round pick? Last year, is that right? Uh, at LSU, off of that record-breaking LSU offense led by Joe Burrow, uh, the national championship squad, somebody could use him. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting hey, some. Skyler, you saying he's gone, huh? Yeah, I think he's gone. I, I don't know where, but you got to think, too. Panthers are trying to get some of those draft picks back. Right. So, um, I, I don't know if they can get him for a second, but they may be able to get a fourth or a fifth out of it. Hey, go talk to Bill Belichick. He likes to trade them things in and out. So, and, and Lord knows he needs a wide receiver because we couldn't name one just a minute ago. <laughs> so, yeah. maybe he goes after Terrence Marshall. Um, I'll finish this out here, and I'll finish it off with our boy uh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey will be a top three MVP candidate this year. Um, if, if he's playing, if he's playing the whole season and doing doing Christian McCaffrey type stuff. Yeah, he'll be he'll be in the running for MVP. If he's in the running for MVP, I don't see how them going eleven and six would be a shock, or winning the division would be a shock, or going to the playoffs would be a shock. Like if he's if you have an MVP candidate on your team, you're not a losing team. Like I can't even think of an MVP candidate on a team that was a losing team. Now I'm sitting there thinking about it. So if if that's the case, that means the Panthers are having a fantastic season, and. uh yeah, I feel it. I'm really, I'm just, I feel I'm that all too, in. That's good vibes right there. Yeah, I'm just all in on CMC this year. I just feel like I've had to defend him for two years to non-Panther fans that all of a sudden are coming out saying he's injury prone and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, he never had an injury really until two years ago, like including high school. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's like, like, let's talk about that because what gets under my skin is when cats say. Oh man, he's a good player when he's healthy. Yeah. What? So, what? what? <laughs> you went through let's, a little bit of that, didn't you? Because you had you had yeah, injuries. Like, in, yeah. Injuries happen. Like, let's just get rid of the last part. Just say he's a good player. He's a great player. Boom. Don't talk about if he's healthy. If he's like whatever. Like, don't label Christian McCaffrey for the rest of this year. Anyone under the sound of my voice, don't say Christian McCaffrey is a good player when he's healthy. Just say he's a good player. He's a right. great player. And I'm tired I, of hearing this whole healthy, non-healthy. Like, if you don't know, you don't know. And if you don't know, you're ignorant. People, people <laughs> acting like they're doctors and nurses yeah. and stuff. It's like, dude didn't break any bones. He didn't tear any ligaments. He yeah. didn't have to have surgery or anything like that. And another thing, too, that people aren't remembering that first year, and I think part of last year, too, he could have came back at the end of the year and they held him out because they were out of playoff contention. It wasn't like he couldn't play for eight straight games. He could have came back after five. But at that point, yeah. what was the point of putting more you know, mileage on the tires if they're not going to be in playoff contention and you just gave him an extension 
You know, you know what I mean? Like it didn't make any sense. And all the fans have forgotten that. They're just like, oh, well, he didn't play. He didn't play this many games this year. He didn't play that many games last year. Yeah. If he's done all the due diligent work that he's claimed he's done and he's in the best shape of his life, I have zero reason to believe that Christian McCaffrey won't be talked about. I expect them to talk about Christian McCaffrey Monday, to be honest. Like yeah. I, I, yeah. I really expect them to have a good game against the Browns. They're going to lean on him a lot. Um, so from this episode, we have learned uh, the Panthers are going to win double digits. Apparently they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to have an MVP candidate McCaffrey. Baker Mayfield's going to have a career year. Uh, players to watch and then uh our factor fiction came out with some pretty good stuff um yeah i think we're good to go uh good, man. we'll be back uh next week um hopefully celebrating a panther victory monday um we'll get into all that we'll look at maybe some of the other uh games of interest around the nfl from this upcoming week as well uh, a lot of pretty good matchups that'll be on the slate but of course you know we're your home for panthers news and notes so we'll give you everything you need aftermath panthers and browns uh early next week i think monday i think we were trying to shoot for but we'll we'll give you an update on that on twitter so uh for jonathan stewart for skylar callahan i'm desmond johnson make sure you follow believe on twitter at believe uh or believe sports you can catch us and the other or 32 uh, nfl podcasts one for each team from believe you can hear us on the sirius xm app uh at any time so definitely check it out there uh and we'll see you next week keep pounding Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.